Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know a lot about golf. Well, we're waiting. It is time for us. We are those weekend golf guys. I am John Ashton in the studio. He is Jeff Smith at the uh, pristine golf, golf cave in Edinburgh, you know Indiana, Timbergate Golf Course. I keep it clean. <laughs> it's a clean machine. The golfers come in. They mess up the room. They bring in their, their shoes with all the grass on them. And then it's time to clean it all up. That's what we got to do. Speaking of grass, is the grass coming in in Indiana yet? Yes, sir. We got all kinds of great stuff in Indiana golf. We got some awesome tracks, and they're getting in good shape. The springtime has, is here, yeah. right? So you know. Think about some great golf courses you've in the state of Indiana that you have played. Uh, that I've played? Um, Covered Bridge and Champions Point, both uh, Fuzzy Zeller designed and owned golf courses. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You've played Timbergate. Timbergate Golf Another, Course. Yep. Another Fuzzy Zeller designed. Uh, he and Clyde Johnston designed that one. Yep. Uh, both the, the the Ross course and the and the Die course up at French Lick. Oh yeah. How could you possibly forget those? I can't believe you didn't list those first. Have not played Crooked Stick or the Brickyard. Well, I would like to. You know what? Didn't you just rattle off two golf courses on the Pete Die Golf Trail? I did, didn't Italy. I? Right. You mentioned the Pete Die mm-hmm. and French Lick. You mentioned. The Brickyard, which is an awesome track, by the way. Now, you mentioned Crooked Stick, which is also an off- another awesome track. Are there three holes in inside the uh, Indianapolis Motor Speedway? That is exactly right. <laughs> it's really good. Really good. You know what else is up there on the Pete Dye Golf Trail in Indianapolis? What? A place called The Fort. Okay. Oh, my. It is so good. Okay. Is it? The, it- the layout is amazing. Is it at a fort? Isn't Fort Ben it Harrison is, up there? Don't they have a great it, golf course? That's that is it. That is it. it. Okay. Pete Dye has redone it, and it is no longer Fort Benjamin Harrison. It is now called the Fort. All right, boy. Let me tell you what a piece of property that thing is. I can imagine. It is one of my favorites in Indiana. Well, let's talk some more about some golf courses we uh, we need to get to. Maybe we can bring some of these some of these people who listen to us and sit out in the uh, in the southwest and the west coast going, oh, they don't have anything good over on that side of the country. Bring some of their yeah, butts over here to play golf sure with us. Do. We're also going to talk about uh, putting. Sure got some got some putting stories, and uh, I'm sure Jeff will be able to rail upon me for those too. Uh, hang out with us because we've got another great hour of golf talk, and we're coming right back. We are all those weekend golf guys. Hang with us. Just like you, I've been working from my home office all year. 
And just like you, I get up every once in a while and walk around because my butt went to sleep. And I say to myself, and I'm sure you do too, why can't somebody, somebody somewhere make a chair that's both good looking and comfortable? Well, they have. It's called an X chair. And the secret is not only their patented dynamic variable lumbar support, or DVL, which offers unbelievable lumbar support to my lower back, but now thanks to their new XHMT technology, I can also get heat and massage therapy while I'm sitting at my desk. That's right. <laughs> my X chair has heat and massage features. Does your chair do that? No? Then you need an X chair, and it's on sale now for $100 off. Go to XChairGolfGuys.com now. That's the letter X ChairGolfGuys.com. Or call 1-844-4X-CHAIR. X-CHAIR has a 30-day guarantee of complete comfort, and you can finance your purchase for as little as 30 bucks a month. Go to xchairgolfguys.com now and use the code XWHEELS for free X-Wheel blade casters. xchairgolfguys.com Yes, it is us, those weekend golf guys. I'm John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith, number one golf instructor in the state of Indiana. That's why he sounds maybe a little partial to uh, golf courses in Indiana, but it's not, it's not like a Homer thing. It's, it's no. a, th- these are great golf courses, man. It's, they're all over it's, the state. It's pretty impressive because people wouldn't, wouldn't think that Indiana has a lot of great golf courses because you, you think golf courses and you're thinking out in the desert. You know, you're thinking Southern California, Palm Springs, mm-hmm. you're thinking Florida, you're thinking Hilton Head, South Carolina, you're thinking Long Island in New York, you're thinking up in Pennsylvania, you're thinking great courses like American Dunes, it's about to open up yeah. in Michigan. Grand Haven, Michigan. You're thinking about all these great things, Pinehurst. People are not thinking about going to Indiana to play golf. But I got news for you, folks. We got some golf courses here. Yeah. We got a Masters champion from the state of Indiana. Yeah, Mr. Fuzzy. We got a Walker Cup captain from mm-hmm. the state of Indiana. We got PJ Tour players, PJ Tour winners, mm-hmm. and Bo Van Pelt, Tyler Duncan, Patrick uh, Cantley. Yeah, yeah. And you go, wow. That's it. From Indiana. Awesome. Yeah, we could do this here. Can. Mm-hmm. So it's more than just like uh, race cars. It is more than just race cars. Yep, yep. By the way, my hometown, the hometown of one Mr. Tony Stewart. See, and everybody yeah. thinks the great NASCAR drivers have to be Southerners, too. And I, I think uh, yeah, yeah, Tony has uh, <laughs> crushed that mold big time. Um, I think maybe he just got to sound like him. <laughs> uh, man, I, I was playing in a scramble last week. And this this is from the, <laughs> the y'all ain't going to believe this department, okay? <laughs> okay. Here we go. Guess who carried the team in putting? This um, guy. This guy. This guy? <laughs> this guy. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It was it was phenomenal. People are like, really? John? Really? <laughs> mm. Yeah. I mean, I was one putting I was one putting the lights out, man. You were. Huh? I was I was reading How about that. I was reading break. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, thank you for believing me, but Somebody's it happened on listening. it happened on two Somebody's holes. Been listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, I mean putting putting is something that once you uh, listen to somebody who knows how to teach you to do it, and you you understand the concepts they're trying to impart to you, it becomes um, much simpler a process of getting that little ball you know, into that hole. It really is. You know, there's a handful of things that I teach in putting that are big concept things. And, um, you know, a couple of things are pretty important here. You know, I, I, I kind of laid out to be, to be six things to make somebody a truly great putter. Okay. 
they're, they're, they're really simple. Uh, the ability to read green mm-hmm. is, um, is the one that I always lift first. So many people can't. Yeah, I don't think people would go, oh, yeah, that's one of the simple parts of it. That's not really simple. See, it's, it can be made more simple by being understanding of just a handful of things. Okay. Slope is your friend, and it always exists. Okay. Because <laughs> literally, I mean, John, you've, you've putted, you've heard, you're a golfer. I'm going to ask you a question. Every hole that you've ever played in your whole life, if your ball's on the green and you're looking at the hole, try to imagine how many straight putts there are to get your ball to that hole. And what would your answer be? Uh, I, I would say if you're more than six inches away from the hole, none. Well, in fact, there are two okay. on every hole. Straight up the hill and, of course, then straight down the hill. Ah, okay. But of course, that means that you're realizing that there is a hill. Yeah. Or straight up the slope or straight down the slope, which means you're realizing that there is a slope. Right. I get a lot of people that don't understand that concept because they aim at the hole from so many different places. And I just ask them a simple question just to start off with and say, Hey, you see the, the, the hole that's cut into the green there that you're looking at? Yep, I see it. Is that hole level or is it tilted one way or another? Oh, yeah, this is tilted a little bit over the right. I'm like, so the left side's higher than the right side. I'm like, yeah, that's what it is. So in that case, how dumb do I have to be <laughs> to aim at the center of this hole? And they kind of look at me, and then they realize, boy, that's a whole lot of use and done. <laughs> that's right. Because it can't go in. Give this thing the average length of putt. Let's say it's eight feet. Okay. And they can see tilt. That means that there's no chance in the world this ball's going in because it's going to move. Mm-hmm. They can see the ground tilted. Right. At Just right around the cup. So which means you couldn't aim it at the center of the cup. If you can see tilt from eight to eight, eight feet away. Dude, that's not going in. Yeah. At, if you aim it at the center of the hole. And everybody's like, okay, yeah. So I guess I got to aim it, you know, like inside the left edge. I'm like, no, no, no. Let's, let's go a little further than this. I'm like, well, how much should I aim? And I said, well, why don't we just do some simple thoughts here? How about we just realize that the ball is going to roll across the ground from here to the hole? Why don't we find out about the truth about that ground from here to the hole. And and people look at me and go like, well, I, you know, when I read the green, I walk around from both sides and I go to the backside and I squat yeah. down and I look at it and I squat back here and I look at it and I trace the hole around. I'm like, okay. And I plumb Bob and have no idea why. Yeah. And, you know, and, and you get these guys who are also thinking about how good a green readers they are when they say, well, you know, I, interestingly enough, it's a lot like these, these clowns that I used to go out and play to uh, go out to Las Vegas with. You know, they're like, well, Mont Geronimo is right over here and the Las Vegas Strip is down over there. <laughs> so everything breaks toward the stratosphere. Like, <laughs> no, that's not true. And in the spirit of Masters Week, everything doesn't break toward Ray's Creek. Because <laughs> I know that this is going to sound funny to people. But it's kind of a, a an odd way of reminding them of the truth is that when they build greens, they use bulldozers. 
and they push ground around. Right. And there are people like Pete Dye who do diabolical things. Yeah. And they don't just follow where the high point of the ground around you is, or there's a lake over to your right, so therefore everything's got to fall that way. Well, not on the green. They built it differently. So why don't we just go find out about the ground between the ball and the hole? What do you say we do that? <laughs> and how are we going to do that? Well, take off your stupid glasses and let's go for a little walk. Okay. And why don't we say, why don't we step, stop, you know, right where the ball's about to begin getting slower and where, where the slope could actually start to push it a little bit, you know, like about the, a third of the way into the putt and about a third of the way into the putt, you know, because when you hit a putt, John, it, the ball's leaping off the face fast mm -hmm. and it goes over the ground and even a portion of it's really in the air, like right off the putter, it gets in the air a little bit, then bounces, rolls a little bit, right? Right. But it's moving quickly across that slope, so it's really not going to break much. So it, it loses a little steam, and now all of a sudden it's beginning to be affected by the slope. So that, you know, about a third of the way in, and then I'll go to about halfway in, and then I'll go to about two-thirds of the way in. And that's that area that's really going to steer the ball toward the hole or away from it, if you're not a good green reader. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm paying very close attention to what's going on there, and I'm just kind of feeling what's going on. And it, it's unbelievable to me how many people who need to be awakened to the fact that they actually know what it feels like to walk across a slope and identify it. It like is the rest of the golf course you walk on, there's not a flat surface out there. Right. And you're walking up hills and down hills and across the hills and over these little mounds and domes and whatnot. And you're acutely aware. You are. But it seems like the second you get onto a green and try to read it, you're no longer acutely aware of what you're walking on. You think it's totally you think it's something no. totally different, man, is what you, what you're doing. And uh there there yeah. are, as as Jeff has said, six things that make people grow good putters. And uh, understanding slope is the first thing we're tackling. And now that he's told you you need to do it and why, he's going to show you how when we come back. Hang on. We are those weekend golf guys. So do you use golf for your business? Should you use golf for your business? Would you like to use golf for your business? Answer any of those with a yes. Join our free Facebook group, the Back Nine Advisory Board. Back Nine Advisory Board on Facebook. Go there. It's absolutely free. Join now. Small businesses have always shown an incredible ability to adapt, to innovate, and survive, even more so this past year. Now, another way you can adapt and grow is by finding the right people to help grow your business. And LinkedIn Jobs helps you do that for free. You can get started by posting your job for free to reach LinkedIn's network of 740 million professionals. There's got to be the right one in there somewhere. Just fill out targeting screening questions to get your role in front of the most qualified candidates with the experience, with the skills, and the motivation that you need. Then simple filtering and management tools, you can easily review, rate, and hone in on your top candidates. LinkedIn Jobs can help you hire the right person for your role right now. And your first job post 
is free. Just visit linkedin.com slash golf guys. Again, that's linkedin.com slash golf guys, linkedin.com slash golf guys to post your first job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, this is Neil Michaels, sales manager for those weekend golf guys. You know, as guys, so much of our identity is wrapped up in our hair. That's why when we start noticing the first signs of hair loss, it feels like panic time. No guy is ever ready to go bald, and I speak from experience. The bald spot, the receding hairline, ugh. Thankfully, now there's Keeps, the simple and easy way to keep your hair. Until I started using Keeps, I keeps hair in my sink, and I keeps a lot of my hair on the floor. (laughs) Well, Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there. You may have even tried them before, but never for this price. Keeps treatments start at just $10 a month. Plus, for a limited time, you can get your first month free. Keeps treatments usually take four to six months to see results. So what are you waiting for? Go to keeps.com slash golf guys to get your first month of treatment free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash golf guys. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us, facebook.com slash golf guys. And we are back. Six things that make people good putters. I'm John Ashton. I don't know any of them. He's Jeff Smith. He knows all six, and he's going to impart them to you during the course of uh, the show today. You watch the guys on TV, and maybe the players don't do it as much as their caddies, but they'll sit there at the ball with one leg on either side of it. Yeah. What are they doing? Feeling the green. Looking for slope. Feeling it. Okay. You know, earlier we talked about how you you walk all around a golf course, ups and downs and across and the mounds and over the hills and dales and all those things, right? And you are acutely aware of the fact that you're walking across slopes. Right. And then you get to the green and then all that's out the window mm-hmm. <laughs> because you're an idiot. <laughs> well, because maybe you just case. forget. <laughs> well, no, I'm. Again, the collective you, John. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, it's the collective you, and okay. all the collective yous are named collectively John. Got so there we have it. All right. So anyway, all of a sudden you forgot what you know already is that, of course, there's a slope. And all you're doing is tuning in to what that slope is. And then you're going, oh, okay, so this is like a little roller coaster for my golf ball. Mm-hmm. So I can feel what's about to go on to get a handle on what the ball is going to do when it goes across those slopes. So I pay very close attention to what's going on the middle third of the putt, because that's the thing that's really going to push it toward the hole or in, in some cases away from the hole if they don't read it very well. So that's kind of the first thing that I love to do in the six things that that people know how to do to make, you know, to be a good putter. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is they need to learn how to aim where they think they're aimed. I know that sounds really simple, but I got news for you. I give a lot of putting lessons. There are rarely anybody who can aim to where they think they're aimed and they wonder why they don't make putts. Yeah. And the reason that a lot of people can't aim is number one, first, they don't calibrate themselves and they don't really set themselves up for it and they don't train it. But at the same time, it's also a sight issue. No, John, it's not because you have glasses, but what you see What if it's not in proper perspective? For example, you hear all the time, well, you got to get your eyes over the ball. Rarely do I find anybody who sees the line at all, because what we do is we test them for it in teaching. And rarely do I find anybody whose eyes are actually over the golf ball. 
to actually be able to see things in a straight line. Right. Which means they don't have the vision that they should because their eyes are at some funny angle that makes their brain not recognize what's going on. So here's what I do to fix it. I take about 10 quarters and I line them up exactly in a row for people on the green. And these quarters are a foot apart. And then I have the person stand behind the row of quarters and say, hey, tell me something, John. Is that uh, are those that row of quarters? Are they all in line with each other? And the answer is, well, yeah, because I, I make them you know do that and, and see <laughs> that it is. And if it's off, I make them go fix it until it's good. Okay. <laughs> and then all of a sudden on the first quarter, I go put a golf ball and I say, okay, now I want you to go set up to this row of quarters and I want you to act like you're going to line up to putt down this row of quarters. And as soon as they get in from the side, put their putter down on the ground, I ask them a question. Are these row of quarters in line with each other now at, from this viewpoint? And most say no. Is that just because they don't think they are or because they can tell they aren't? Is because they see it from a different angle. Okay. And they start getting askew visually. And then they walk back right down the line again and they see that they're in line with each other but it didn't look like it from over their side of the ball. Right. So then I have them get either taller or shorter, you know, bend down or stand up mm -hmm. or move in, move out until they see it for what it is. And then all of a sudden they can begin to aim their putter face better because they can actually have this frame of reference. that's actually correct. So then I just go with a simple test. I just put a T out there and I have them away from the row of quarters and I just move them away and I say, okay, well, I want you to aim at this T. But after I've figured out where their eyes need to be, I even put a little mark on their shaft. John, I've done this for you. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. I, I took a little took a little Sharpie and put a mark on your shaft so where your eyes would be over it. And then all of a sudden, John can putt because John can aim his face of his putter. And then all of a sudden, his ball starts on the line that he thinks it should start on. And voila, now all of a sudden, John makes better putts. Mm-hmm. You remember that? I do. Well, so then I, I then I move them over and I have them aim at a tee, a golf tee. And then I put a ball down and say, okay, set it all up at that with your eyes over this spot on the shaft. And uh, tell them to st stay still and I flick the ball away. And then I take a second tee and I put the head of the tee on the face of the putter on the ground, on the green. And then it sits up against there. And then I say, okay, now just don't move that tee that's in front. Just walk away. And all of a sudden, we turn right around and we look at the tee that's on the ground. And is it pointing at the tee that I put it in the ground beyond so they could aim at it? Or was it left of it or right of it? And this is where they start to figure out, oh, my gosh, there's actually a pattern. I am habitually aiming to the left mm -hmm. or to the right. And now they're understanding it. Now they can learn to aim their face and then they can start making putts. Let me ask you a question. Yes. Do they learn to aim it correctly or do they learn how to calibrate their their miss? If if they say I'm normally aimed a little bit left, so I'll aim it a little bit more right than I think I should. Well, in aiming practice, we don't putt. Oh, okay. So we they learn how to aim. Okay. So that way they aren't just aiming poorly and then making a compensation move. Gotcha. Okay. Knowing that you're aimed poorly makes you make a compensation move, but it also means that you are aware that you're aimed poorly and your confidence goes in the toilet. Yeah. Can you imagine the confidence you could have if you knew that your putter face was aimed exactly where you think you're aimed? That would be really helpful. Mm -hmm. So that's the second of the big things. 
The third is speed control. I just list it third. I don't think it's the most important or the least important or the third most important. I just list it third because you got to have it because anybody who doesn't have it, they don't make any putts. Yeah. And that's, that's a pure feel thing too, isn't it? It is developed just like a jump shooter in basketball. Mm-hmm. You think those guys from Gonzaga or from Baylor uh, in that national championship game, you think they uh, perfected their shot from different distances? Yes, yes they sir. Did. They did. <laughs> I know. You know how that happens, John? It's a thing called practice. I've heard. It is. <laughs> yes. It is a thing called practice. <laughs> yeah. So when I get people to practice distance control in their putting, you know what I don't let them do? Putt, putt. at a hole. I don't oh, let okay. them putt at a hole. Because all I want is the feedback of how far did my ball go? And I have them putt up hills. And I have putt down hills. And I haven't put them over hills. I haven't putt breaking putts. I just take away the hole and I make them putt at a different target. Because all I'm trying to do is find out, did they hit it the right distance? Right. So I just get out these little stop signs that I've made. And I, you know, you know, that corrugated plastic material that they make uh, little signs out, yard signs out of. Yeah. I found some red material like that and I cut them into little octagon shapes and put little stop words on there (laughs) in white. So I made little stop signs. And I put those little stop signs in different spots on the green. Oddly enough, people get the point that yeah. that's where their ball is supposed to stop. Let me. Let I know me, it's crazy. Let that me just way. jump in here a little bit about going back to your basketball metaphor, okay? Or yes. comparison with basketball. If you're at the top of the key, the distance to that basket is always the same. If you're in the corner. The distance to that basket is always the same. If you're at half court, the distance is always the same. I don't think I've ever been on two greens that were exactly the same speed. Of course not. So that's that adds a element of feel that you have to learn how to learn. Exactly. But go back to the basketball thing. You might be the right distance, but maybe you're shooting one a little bit off balance. Maybe you're shooting one with a guard in your face and maybe you got a tall guy that you got to arc your ball over, or maybe you're running and stopping to shoot. So there's all kinds of adjustments in both of those games, just like a quarterback throwing a pass to a player. Yeah. Yeah. Right. All of this is adjustments and practice and feels and estimations. Just like a baseball pitcher, he's always pitching from the same place on the mound, the same distance to across the plate. Mm-hmm. But he's doing it at different speeds and he's doing it at different curves. Right, right. But so yes, yeah. All of he, the, can, he controls that though. This so, see, that's the thing that I I, I hate about putting is that I you have to sit there and try to figure out how fast is this ball going to roll vis a vis how hard I hit it. And, and True. getting that that ingrained in your head that every time the greens are X speed and I'm 10 feet, I have my, – my putter arc should be this far. Uh, that kind of stuff, I mean, it's, it's not – Wait a minute. You actually think that? What? 
Think what? You actually have a thought in your head that your putter has to go so far back. Yeah, that it that it has to do based on the green speeds a nine or a ten. Yes, and it's a ten foot putt. Yes. Oh my! <laughs> I'll let you sort that one out in your head. If I just put myself during the next break, if I just put myself into your idiot category. <laughs> oh my, John! <laughs> you, sir, have not only been in that category—I mean, just <laughs> ventured into that category again. Um. But, sir, you're at the uh, <clears throat> head of the line on this one. <laughs> Great. All right. Well, I'm going to let you come back after the break and tell me why I'm wrong, if you think you can. <laughs> because okay. I've been wrong a couple times in my life. There was that one time I thought I was wrong, and I wasn't. You know, we are those weekend golf guys, and we will be right back. You need to hang out and see Jeff try to make me feel bad. So do you use golf for your business? Should you use golf for your business? Would you like to use golf for your business? Answer any of those with a yes, and I need to tell you where to go. Join our free Facebook group, the Back Nine Advisory Board. Back Nine Advisory Board on Facebook. Go there. It's absolutely free. Join now. You know, nobody is perfect. Sometimes the best golfers, the guys that make all the money, three-putt with the tournament on the line. So if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom sometimes, it's perfectly okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to GetRoman.com slash GolfGuys now. You see, with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and the privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward and, importantly, discreet. So get started. It's simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash GolfGuys and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving home. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash GolfGuys now and get $15 off your first month. Look, this is a straightforward way to take care of your ED. GetRoman.com slash GolfGuys. Get started now to save 15% on your first month of treatment. GetRoman.com slash GolfGuys. Attention anyone who is impacted by the current pandemic and has $2,000 or more in credit card debt. If any credit card companies extended your credit with attractive interest rates or low minimum balances, and now because of it, you owe thousands of dollars in credit card debt, here's some really great news. It happened to millions of people at no fault of their own. But thanks to a powerful program now approved, Anyone with $2,000 or more in credit card debt can cut their credit card payments up to half and reduce or eliminate interest charges altogether. That's right. Our nationwide nonprofit program is helping U.S. residents cut their credit card payments. We've helped over half a million people with their credit card debt, and now we can help you. Bad credit card debt happens to good people. Get free of credit card debt today. Call Credit Guard of America now at 800-672-6925 to see how this powerful nonprofit program can work for you. The call and information are free. Call 800-672-6925. That's 800-672-6925. 800-672-6925. You want to see how great a golf instructor Jeff Smith really is? It's very easy. $5golfclub.com. The number $5golfclub.com. Okay, we are back. Those Weekend Golf Guys. I am John Ashton. He is Jeff Smith and... Uh, he thinks I'm an idiot. Why? Where <laughs> shall I start? <laughs> let's, let's just let's just Thank keep it on. Wide open let's just keep it on topic, okay, Jeff? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, in today's episode of Why Do I Think That John's an Idiot? <laughs> the fact that you've just fessed up to thinking 
that the stroke length will propel a ball a certain distance at certain green speeds. If if your ask you question. If, if your arm speed is is constant, yes, it will. That, that's physics. Ah, ah, now you just mentioned arm speed, whereas before you didn't mention arm speed. <laughs> but let's think about this. For I a didn't second. think I needed to. I thought you oh. figured that part out. <laughs> oh, okay. How about the where do you hit it on the putter face thing? Is that a factor in this at any point too? Well, because if you hit a toe shot with the same arm, you always hit it in, in the, the same... center face. Oh, man. you always do. Yeah, with what loft, John? <laughs> shall no. I go on, or shall I be the nicer version of this? <laughs> so, how about this, John? What does the ball respond to, and what makes it move? It bounces off the putter face. Okay, so it responds to the face of the putter, mm-hmm. and that face of the putter is applying force to this ball, correct? Yes, it is. So what if my arm speed is going the same speed, and it is traveling the same distance? Should my ball always go the same distance if the same amount of arm speed and length is going on? No. Or is it possible that I change the level of force given with the same arm speed? What if I popped it because my hands were doing that at the same time my arms were moving? Or what if I deadened my hands and softened my grip? Would the putter provide as much force? I mean, if you're just going to throw all this out at us. Well, <laughs> you know. Here, so the ball here, I'm response, trying to simplify things for people. <laughs> no, what I'm trying to do is point out the fact that you cannot simply think that stroke length and arm speed at the same time will make it go the right distance. It effectively boils down to how hard you hit it. You've seen short stroke putters who are very good at putting and long stroke putters who are also very good. Right. You can't think that a uniform length is really the magic here. I can Don't if I your, want. You're not the boss of well, me, man. I get it. <laughs> you can do that if you want, but there is this thing called being delusional. <laughs> <laughs> the ball only responds to the force applied. So let's make sure that you're hitting it the right speed. I don't care, John, if you use a short stroke on one or a long stroke on the other. I care that you hit the ball with the right amount of force to get it to do that uphill or downhill or across the hill. So let's think about it in that way. What do you say? All right. I'll humor you. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So let's talk about something else that makes people great putters, right? I've mentioned three things so far, right? Speed control, right? The ability to read a green and the ability to aim where you think you're aimed. Mm -hmm. Yet we haven't gotten to the thing that people blame all the time. And that's the mechanics of the stroke. My inclination is to first, of course, test to see whether the stroke mechanics are repeaters and functional, meaning does it go through the same place all the time on a repeated basis? So I just put a few things in the ground like golf tees on the green and find out can they pass their putter through this time and time again, short putts, medium putts, long putts. And if they can, then I put another tee out there about 18 inches to two feet right out in front of those other two tees that the putter is passing through like a gate to find out, can they start a ball online? And if they can pass the putter through that gate on a regular basis, that portion of the mechanics, you know, the arc and the path and those things are functional. And then if the ball can start right off the middle of the face and hit a tee 18 inches to two feet out, I'm no longer worried about whether they can get a 
putter face to start the ball where they think it's supposed to start. And now I'm testing the mechanics and finding out that they're good. And if they're not so good, if the face is twisting, then we fix that. Okay. All right. If the arc is not the same thing, then we fix that. Maybe it's a posture thing. Maybe it's a putter fitter. Maybe all of a sudden their their hands are doing something goofy. Maybe their arms are out of whack, right? Right. But once we fix the mechanics, then we go, okay, good, done. But most people blame the mechanics when they can't aim their putter face because their ball didn't go in the same spot. And guess what? They were aimed so poorly that they didn't even know. Right. So if they can't read a green, they can't, and their mechanics are poor, and they can't aim it, and they can't hit it for speed, um, they got big trouble, right? But if they can do all those, they still are in really good shape. Mm-hmm. That's four. I mentioned six. You did. The fifth one is focus. As in, can you pay attention to do this long enough to get those things in good shape? Because sometimes you get people who are going, oh, look, squirrel. Oop, bev cart girl. Oop, <laughs> wait. Right? No, no. What am I putting for? Come on, John. This is this is it for a six. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean- so, you know, and their mind's going haywire and they can't focus. Right. So the ability to focus is actually one of the things that makes people great putters. Okay. And the last but not least is the thing that you get out of all this when all the other things are good. Let's say that you realize that portion number one, I can read a green. I know my skills are good. I've built them up. I know they're good. My skill number two, I can aim the putter face where I know it, it is. And I'm feeling good about that. Okay, I'm feeling good about my mechanics. That piece is good too. And I'm feeling good about my stroke. And yet I feel good about my ability to focus. So what do you think you get out of having the knowledge that all five of those other things are good? What do you think that sixth piece is, John? Confidence. Absolutely. Because if you have confidence in all those pieces, you know you can't mess it up too bad. So you then understand that those other five pieces got you the sixth because you can't just go buy confidence. No. Now, you know, there's a bunch of people who fake confidence. Mm-hmm. It's called bravado. Is it not? Yeah, it's more, bra- <laughs> it's more bravado than it is anything else. It's yeah. certainly not real, true confidence, is it? No. So I think that's an important, important thing. So out of all the stuff I listed, do you think any of them are more important than the other? Uh, no, no, you got, it's, it's a package deal, man. I think you're right. Got to be able to I do it. I think you're all. right because there's guys out there who say, nope, speed is everything. Well, okay. It's a biggie. Let's say it that way. But what if your mechanics are erratic? Mm-hmm. Well, then speed's not that, that, that's such of a biggie because a bad mechanical stroke every once in a while can screw up your speed. If you read the green poorly, no matter how accurately you get the speed, you're not going to sink the putt. If you can't aim, no matter how well you read the green or how well your speed control is, you're not going to sink the putt. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, it's, it's everything has to fall in line. Like somebody once said to me one time, he said, don't worry about it. There are 26 things you have to do correctly to get a golf ball to fly. Do any one of them wrong and it's just not going to work right. <laughs> which you know, builds up your confidence big time for this game. But it's it's the thing with putting. There, there are, as you say, six things that make people good putters, but you have to have all six, not in any particular order, just you have to have them all. And I know a lot of people would argue that you have to have luck. But the truth is, is I think that lucky is a matter of 
the combination of being good at those six things, because that puts you in the realm of a lot of putts getting really close. So didn't somebody want to say I don't know. luck is something about opportunity and preparation? Ooh, preparation. John, what does that mean to you? How does one <laughs> it means prepare? it's another it's another P word. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I turn around, you're throwing a P word at me, man. <laughs> you know, I love to be for you to be prepared. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's it's practice, man. I mean, that's they don't they don't spend the money for for putting greens at golf courses so they look pretty. Well, they don't. Oddly enough, not enough people use them mm-hmm. on a regular basis. You know what I found out on most every public golf course? You know what you know what the practice putting green is? What? It's free. It's free. It is free. It's all free you on can the inside. roll in there and work on your putting and no one charges you anything for it. That's right. That's awesome. Isn't it though? Wow. The thought of not even having to go in and to the pro shop and buying a bucket of balls. <laughs> That's right. You can go out there and putt. Nobody argues. Mm-hmm. Nobody comes out and says, uh, excuse me, sir. Um, <laughs> Who are you? And You've been what are you doing, doing here? Two and a half hours. <laughs> That'll be forty-seven dollars and eighty-two cents, please. Right. You be. You know they're not doing that. You go home now. You know what they do from the pro shop window? Watch you take they bets. Go, take bets on where you're going to sink it. <laughs> yeah, they do that, right? And and the and the teacher walks up and says to the assistant pro who's looking out the window, seeing that guy wishing it was him standing out there putting, going, you know. You'd be about eight shots better if you did what that guy's doing out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. I'm just saying. Yeah, just to just to rub it in just a little bit more because you like that rubbing it in thing. I, I do. Think, I yeah. do. I really enjoy that. That's you know, it's part of the show. And, and oddly enough, I love the fact that I wrote it into my contract. <laughs> the some some of the stuff is is easier than others. Actually, probably not though. Um, it's probably not, it's all, it's all very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, difficult for me, for you is easy for me is difficult. Um, but I know that there are ways you can teach people to read greens, Mm -hmm. but if you haven't studied that, it's difficult to read a green. There's a lot of greens are, are optical illusions. Yeah, that's you know, why I tell you to walk on them. Yeah, you could because you some of our, our the whole foursome in our scramble last week, all of us would read the green to break to the left and it would break to the right. We go, how did that happen? You that know? means nobody walked the putt. No, we didn't walk no putt. We didn't know. And another thing too is is I don't know how sensitive the soles of your feet are, but mine I I find it difficult with slight variations in slope to be able to discern that difference with my feet. I just find it difficult. That would be that would be learning to calibrate yourself about that. See, I know. There you go. It does require that repetitive doing thing. Mm. And, whilst paying and, attention to the results. And an initial teaching moment. I know. Yeah. Isn't that fun? Yeah. Well, for for mm. you is fun. For me, it's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> but is it 
more expensive than the pain and suffering you go through <laughs> when you're not putting well? Can you put a price mm. on embarrassment? Come on. Let now. me think about that, <laughs> especially in the sheer number of times that that happens to you. Hey, hey, hey. And we're talking the oh, collective okay. you again, right? Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah. yeah, I am. Okay. Collectively. <laughs> right. Yeah. Collect on this right here. All right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Reading the slope, aiming, speed control, uh, the mechanics of your stroke, the ability to focus all leads to number six confidence, and you got to have the whole package. Uh, so Let me guess. It. You wrote that down as I was going through it, didn't you? You actually put pencil to paper on that to get those right. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was focusing. See, Impressive. I, I have the ability to focus now. Impressive. You, you focus on what we're going to say right now because we're going we're gonna to tell you something very important and then we're going to come back. So don't you go away. We've got more. We are those weekend golf guys. Of course, we have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash golf guys. We would love it if you were to go there and like us, facebook.com slash golf guys. I want to talk to you about a company called Supply. Supply brings the barbershop-style shaving experience right into the convenience of your own home. You know, the Single Edge is a fully metallic single-blade razor designed to provide the closest, most comfortable shave ever. And using a single blade to shave minimizes the risk of irritation, bumps, and ingrown hairs. It's great for head shaving, and it's great for women, too. The Single Edge comes with three proprietary shave settings. There's sensitive, there's comfortable, and there's ultra close. So you can customize your shave to your preferences. The best part is the injector blades the Single Edge uses are non-proprietary. That means they've been in production for hundreds of years and you can buy them from multiple brands. A three-month supply costs you about six bucks. So you save a ton in the long run. Shaving cream and post-shave are alcohol-free. Skincare products are water-free. And they all have no harmful chemicals and are organic, sustainable, and food grade. All products come with a 100-day trial and a lifetime warranty. Go to supply.co and use promo code GOLF to save 15%. That's supply.co. Stunning. You don't have to hit a shot to fall in love with the Pete Dye and Donald Ross courses at French Lake Resort. Our hotel and golf packages are the way to go. Add the casino and spas, and it's a road trip for the memory book. Safely get back to the game you love with one of the packages found online at FrenchLick.com. Legendary golf at French Lick Resort. A breath of fresh air. Must be 21 to enter casino. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Texting enrolls you in recurring automated text messages. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40... Your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text SPARK to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenic samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text SPARK to 321321. That's S-P-A-R-K to 321321. All right, we are back. John Ashton here, Jeff Smith there in the Golf Cave, Timbergate Golf Course, Edinburgh, Indiana, where everybody is a good putter. You know what? 
We do spend a lot of time. I've got a nice putting green in the golf cave. Yeah, you do. It's good indoors. Um, mm-hmm. And then, and then it's it's pretty extensive one that you have outside too. I mean, it's yeah, complete. It is chipping areas in a whole whole nine yards. Um, I do have some new wedges. Boy, they work really great with clean grooves. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> who to thunk it, man? <laughs> yeah. The question is going to be, how long will you decide to keep them that way? Uh, you know, I figure, yeah, if I buy new new wedges every three to four months, I'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like my wife one day came and she said, Honey, uh, the tires on the car look pretty bad. I think we need to get a new one. I said, tires? He said, no, car. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. Okay. So, yeah. anyhow. Uh, and that maybe next week we can tackle that because you, the, the chipping can get you closer and the, makes the putting easier and the whole nine yards. Um, but that's, that's, you know, another conversation for another day. Do want you? Well, that's why we have a show that repeats itself. It's cool. Yes, I think I understand what you just said. Yeah, we get to do it again and again and again. That whole there you go. That whole repetition thing again. I know it's almost like we're practicing for the next show. (laughs) We want you to go to thoseweekendgolfguys.com just so we can show off. It's pretty. We put it together. And we like it. You can go to facebook.com slash golf guys. Uh, join, join us there. We've got a, a pretty nifty little uh, private group called the, uh, uh, the League of Extraordinarily Average Golfers. Mm-hmm. There's said. a whole bunch of people out there like that. There are. And a lot of them are members of our private group. And if you're not yet, you should. Uh, follow us on Twitter at WKND Golf Guys. Instagram is weekend underscore golf underscore guys. We haven't done anything with Instagram, but we got a name, which is pretty cool. So, <laughs> yeah, but it is now we're getting we're getting back into golf season. So there will be videos. There will be stories. There will be things happening that we want you to follow along with us. It's going to be a good time. So what you need to do is go out there, practice that putting thing, get better at it. And then you will be able to score much better when you go out and play some golf. <laughs>